We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, BMAS and Beamer, welcome you into uh, what should be a fun Wednesday, Wednesday yes. morning here. You know, it takes me a while to uh, figure out what day it is, but no, Wednesday. This morning might be more fun than tomorrow morning. Depends, right? Yeah. I mean, how many people are going to be off of uh, wherever they work or go to school or something like that tomorrow morning because of the snow? Do you think more people will be excluded from having to go into the office because of what we learned over the last two years? But we'll still have to work, so it won't be a complete snow day? Yeah, I, I think that. Um, welcome in, Beamer and Beamer. We are going to talk about the snow today. All about the snow. Anything you want to un- get off your chest about the snow before we have our first real snowstorm tomorrow? Anything, any do's and don'ts? Any uh, anything that you want to just remind people of? Is there like snowblower common courtesy when the snow hits overnight into all day tomorrow? Mm. Is there a uh, you know, something that people do on the roads that grinds your gears that you're hoping to avoid this time of year. Maybe a helpful tip or two. 803-0930 throughout the day here on BMAS and Beamer to uh, weigh in. Number one about people getting in their car. Now, I realize you wake up, you know, you want to get that extra 10 minutes of sleep um, every morning. Uh, but please remember to brush the top of your car off. I know I've been in violation of that before, but it's no fun when it's, you know, four in the morning and you get stuck behind someone who just pulled right out of their driveway. And then they, you know, they speed up a little bit and that snow ends up in your windshield, especially if it's snow that, you know, is big chunks of snow and not just snow and it ends up in your windshield and you have to slow down. So, Number one common courtesy, make sure the lights are exposed and the snow is off the top of your car. All right, so common courtesy. Yeah. Check that one off. The, I, I do want to go back to what you were saying, you know, about people being at home, uh, maybe working from home or doing something like that. And, and I've heard so many times about, uh, because I'm fully expecting in the city of Buffalo and probably a few other districts a snow day tomorrow. Yes. Because of when the snow is going to, I mean, it's going to start at 8 but we're still going to be cranking out like an inch an hour, uh, five in the morning, six, seven, eight. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with and then also taking into account all the bus stuff that we've been talking about for uh, the last six months. Right. Um, you know, when it comes to the school. So that all leads me to believe that we're, we're going to have a snow day tomorrow. But I have heard so many times people say like, oh, is it – well, is it going to be a snow day or is it just going to be – a remote day. Um, will they just, you know, do remote learning instead of a snow day? 
And I want to take a moment here just to stick up for the teachers on this. Um, and, you know, people say it like it's so we Oh, well, you, you just have a remote day. Yeah. Like under what, you know, who – I feel like everyone who says that does not have kids in the house or does not work into a school. Right. Right. Anyone's like, oh, well, just uh, have a remote day instead of a, uh, a snow day. Then you're not using the snow day or, you know, kids can still learn something. You know, number one, a remote day, is a day off, it's the same thing. You know, kids learn. Haven't we done this enough? Right. Kids, oh, they'll learn something on the room. No, they won't. No. Uh, we, we've seen that. They're not learning. They're not paying attention. They're not being able to do it. Two, they don't have the equipment. You know, kids don't have the equipment ready necessarily to do the remote day. Three, it's a remote day. All right, you know, uh, little uh, Timmy, you're six years old. Have fun home alone all day for eight hours. Um, you know, uh, we're going to go to work, and I'm sure you can man everything yourself. Uh, mac and cheese is ready to go on the stovetop. Just turn on the burner, and uh, you go, no, that's not how it works. Right. Um, so, no, it's not as easy as that. And I said I'll stick up for teachers here. It's a totally different thing. You know, it's not just like, oh, we'll flip on the, uh, you know, iPad and we'll do exactly what we were going to yeah, do in the, the classroom. Exact lesson plan that we put together. No, I mean, <laughs> it's a whole different day of planning or whatever. It's not like, oh, we'll give you an hour to figure out what you're going to do for the entire school day today. I mean, think back. Think It took, I believe, more than a week to finally get remote learning to start when the pandemic started. It wasn't the Monday Schools were right there on the computer. It took some time to get this instruction, get these machines out. And a lot of districts, they've, you know, they, they're back 100% in school. Their, their students don't have the equipment, don't have the programs installed. Um, so, no, I think you're going to see two days tomorrow, I'm hoping. Um, and I'll, I'll say that for the kids' sake as well. Every kid deserves a snow day. Yeah, I mean, snow day, it'll be fun. But I just think it's crazy to say, oh, well, just remote learning day. Yeah, not quite that simple. Um, Like you said, right. Flipping on the iPad, right? You've now gone back to, for most schools, 100% in school. That's what the lesson plans are every day. That's what kids are ready for. It can't just for one day flip the computer back on. Um, I do like a couple people chiming in already on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930, if you want to send us a text there. Or... Uh, give us a call this morning on, you know, what about the snow? Is snow blower etiquette? Any, anything snow-related, we're here for you on WBEN, as we will be throughout the storm. Someone's saying M&T has them going in today instead of tomorrow. Usually they go in once a week on a Thursday. Thursday's the work day. And uh, they're switching that to today to avoid the snow tomorrow. That's, a you know, good pre-planning. Yeah. And then I like this one. Uh, the checkout lines and the Aldi on Maple yesterday were to the back of the store getting grip people of people panic buying. I, hold on. That's Aldi. I mean, that's just, I, I was there's say. one register open all the time, and the line is, you know, <laughs> spilling into the aisles. That's like a typical Tuesday. That That is a typical Tuesday at the Aldi on Maple. Believe me, yeah. I've been in that line. <laughs> Most of them. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily storm-related or just something that you see every day. I always you know, dread this snowfall timing, Joe. You know, starting at 8 and then going through, you know, pretty much most of the next day, but you're getting a good amount of of uh, uh, snow while you're sleeping and before you go out. And this is, you know, my bias of leaving earlier than just about everybody else from right. home is it is rough because if there's a lot of snow, I'm not 
ramping up the snow blower. I'm not doing any real snow removal. I'm just praying that the car uh, that I'm driving is going to be able to make it through, right? right. I mean, that's you're just going to, you know, maybe you uh, shovel off a little bit uh, to give yourself a head start, but that's really about it. I, and, and I always dread that because it, now it's like, all right, you know, I can come home and do it, but then everyone's got to, you know, kind of deal with that because I'm not doing it in the morning. I'm already gone, right. uh, and the snow keeps falling. So it's like time-wise, it's the worst for that kind of thing. But I will say, and people always, um, you know, like to say, oh, too early or too late to uh, get out there and use the snowblower. I say there's no such thing. Yes, I, I agree. If you have to get somewhere, you got to leave the house, and you need to snowblow, then you do it when you can do it. That's right. I mean, not everyone's going to have this. If it's midnight, if it's 4 a.m., if it's, you know, in the middle of the day, whenever you can do it, that's convenient for you. And what? Not, we're not worried about noise. This is not the same thing as cutting the grass at all, if you ask me. Hey, I have to give a shout-out for the the few snowfalls, the one, maybe two that we've had this year. The uh, the fine people at Bliss Construction have been uh, out there at 3.30. They must know that I'm walking out at 3.45, 4 o'clock because it is nicely uh, snowblowed. The, uh, the salt is on the sidewalk leading right up to my car that obviously then needs a lot of treatment. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, Brian, as someone like you who, you know, is up and moving before most people – Hey, I appreciate when we come here. Usually, the sidewalks are all ready for us. the 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 parking lot is in the middle of getting uh getting plowed. So I'm all for that. It's not cutting your grass at three in the morning. It is getting ahead of the storm. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm I'm if you know we have con- considerable snow before nine o'clock, I'll probably go out there and do a pre uh, pre wipe of the car just so there's a little less snow tomorrow morning. Yeah, I if it's after eight o'clock, chances of me going out there uh, probably not that much. I like to weigh. I like to weigh. Okay, tomorrow morning's gonna suck. Can we make it suck just a little less? It's maybe not how much snow is already falling. Yeah. Right. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, if there's if it's an inch of snow, I'm not going out there. Yeah. If there's uh, what four, would you say? Yeah. You might go out there and just do a little pre-clear. Four. I would get yeah out of the pajamas back into the outside clothes. Oh, see, I'm not getting out of pajamas. Oh yeah. I'm. I, I'm I, I got a system. I would plan to do it. Um. And then I'd go out there and do it. But once I'm, you know, nestled in for the night, oh yeah, I'm kind of staying that way. Mm. And we'll deal with whatever the morning brings. Yeah, see, I, I, I know me in the morning, and I don't want to risk me being late because that would suck. So I I do the little the pre-plan. If this is going to make it a little easier, hey, let the car run for 20 minutes, get everything melted off, and then, you know, whatever falls at night, that's all you have to worry about. Not the stuff you could have prevented if you would have just stayed up 20 extra minutes. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. What uh, for me? Once I'm in, I'm in. That's that's I, I get my you. that's my thing. Um, someone said, "All right, park your car closer to the street in your driveway. Makes it easier getting out." Hey, there's a nice little uh, a trip. And I like this person who uh, I, I don't know the full text here. It's uh, broken up into a bunch of pieces, but I got the last bit of it. We've stopped being those hardy Buffalonians, and. I kind of agree with this, and I feel like I say this every year when we have a snowstorm. You see the way people act. You see the way people drive. Oh, and yes. uh, you see, you know, the way just everything kind of goes haywire. And then you hear somebody saying, oh, well, you know, we're Buffalo. We know how to deal with the snow. And I'm, I, I always look around and say, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, I mean, know how to deal with the snow. People are, 
once there's a little bit of snowfall in any parking lot across western New York, it's like the Wild West. It's like there, no one's ever parked a car yep. parallel to anything else in their entire life. I mean, cars are all over the place. Uh, you have driving. Oh, my goodness. Winter driving. It's terrible. You have uh, school buses, right, on a normal year that can be, I mean, it takes hours and hours and hours to get home on snow-covered roads. You have roads that don't right. uh, get plowed all the time. I, I do think that we've lost a little bit of our hardiness. Now, we're not Virginia. No. I don't think we're going to see what you've been seeing on the national news all week long. But I, I do think that our snow prep level is a little overblown. I agree. You know, how many times do you see cars in the ditch after a snowfall? Did you see over the weekend on the 400, you had not only a car in the ditch, you had another car that lost control and almost almost rammed in the corner of a bridge. Had gone up, you know the little incline on mm-hmm. a bridge? Had gone up the incline of the bridge. So I agree, especially with the way people drive in the snow or lack of, we've definitely lost that. Hey, we're Buffalo. We, we can deal with snow. That doesn't go for everyone. It clearly does not go for everyone. I, I think it's true for a lot of people. Go to uh, Jim in Hamburg. Jim, you're on WBEM. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm glad you guys uh, are born in this era, not back in the 40s and 50s, uh, when the city had 600,000 people in it and no snowplows. There were no snowblowers. The kids walked to school. There were no school days. If it was 10 below zero, bundle them up, put on your boots, go to go to school. Uphill both That's ways. Right. Already there. You guys, you guys are whining and crying. The whole I don't think we're whining. You got to walk to the end of the driveway to get on a school bus to go to school. Not to walk to school every day or walk home from school every day. Who's whining? Jim, I, if anything, you're kind of echoing what we're saying. I, I think we're, as a city, as a community... I think people are kind of less hardy than they used to be. And I think that has a lot to do with I, it just feels like it snows way less yeah. than it used to. I mean, this is people. May, oh, why are you making a big deal? It snows in Buffalo. It's winter. Does it? I mean, we were wondering if we were going to get a dusting on Christmas. Right. I we mean, got rain instead. This is the first time we're in January. We're a week into January and we're talking about our first snow event of the year. Uh, which good, uh, but you know, yeah. If you don't like the snow, but these events seem to happen way less frequently. I mean, I don't. I'm not looking at numbers to back that up, but just going on my 30 years experience of living here, it just seems like there used to be way more snow. And when snowstorms like this happen, like we used to, maybe take in stride. It seemed to feel like. Uh, we don't really do that anymore. But I feel we overreact to any kind of snowfall, which you know it shouldn't be the case in Buffalo. Not just what we're going to see um, tonight and tomorrow, but a few weeks ago we got a little bit of snow, especially in the South Towns. And hey, I don't think I'll make it. Oh my gosh, we're going to run late. It's like it's three inches of snow. Like why? You know, people react so much differently than I remember. 20 years ago, Brian, people act so differently to just a little bit of snow. Like, oh, my gosh, three inches of snow. I don't know what the roads are going to be like. You know what the roads are going to be like? You live in Buffalo. Don't you have winter tires, all-season tires? Haven't you driven in this before? Yeah. You don't know what the roads are going to be like. I, I think part of mine, and uh, thanks to the person who texted him, back in my day, I mean, that's, you know, no offense to Jim, but that's <laughs> exactly how you were just missing the uphill both ways, and that's exactly how you sounded. Um, <laughs> the uh, I learned to drive in the winter on – uh, very low to the ground, 
Honda Civic that yep. had, uh, uh, by the time I was driving around in it uh, for a third winter, pretty bald tires. Yep. And is that safe? Is it smart? No. But you'll learn to drive in the snow. You'll learn the way, you know, how you can go in the snow. And I don't know, maybe too many people have, like, these big tanks now. Like, if I started driving when I learned to drive in the car that I have now in yeah. the snow, which handles a – it's not even like a great snow car, but it's a million times better than, you know, anything I've driven before. Right. Uh, you know, maybe I would drive, like, I don't know, some of the people who are out there. Yeah. I mean, hey, my my first car in the snow, also on bald tires, the first winter I drove it, Brian, was a 98 Nissan Altima. Now, you learn to drive in something like that. As you said, low to the ground. You, you know to get the feel of your car. You're fine. Uh, but if people are more people are driving what you drive as their first car, hey, they, um, they get used to having this SUV. This person uh, weighing in is kind of, this is why it's on my mind. We barely even get snow anymore. That's what it feels like. As soon as one flake hits the road, there's traffic jams for hours, a bunch of accidents on the 90. Everybody's gone soft. It does kind of feel that yes. way. I will say, I think that's part of, and, you know, listen, I love this area. I, I will defend Western New York uh, forever. This is where I, and I don't, I don't want to go anywhere. This is where I want to stay. This is where I'm from. And if you're listening to me, I love you. But. I think generally as an area, we stink at driving. Like just period. Yeah. Without the snow. Without the without yes. anything. Yes. I, I in general, compared to other places you go, I I mean, every time I'm in the car, I see somebody doing something stupid. People are awful drivers. I'm every single day I am in this one area by uh near the two ninety intersection on Colvin, right by Young's. And Every day, Joe, there's somebody going to make a – there's a turning lane right. yeah. on Young. <laughs> Every single day I'm behind somebody who's looking to make a left-hand turn in the middle of the road and not getting in the turning lane. Yep. Every day. It's not the same person either. No. It's somebody new every day, right, who is just <laughs> – it's unbelievable. And every day I'm sitting here like, what's going on? I almost got T-boned yesterday by somebody in a parking lot, just not paying attention, just zoom right across uh, the parking lot without any, you know, uh, no right of way, no anything. But I mean, every again, I love you. I, I think generally speaking, we're not thinking. You ever go down to Mexico? No, I haven't. You ever drive on the roads in Mexico? It's unbelievable. These guys, everyone's going 90 miles an hour. Nice. No one's crashing into anybody. Awesome. It's just it's free flowing. You're speeding. Some people are weaving in. No one cares. You just everyone knows what they're doing. Like no one's got a seatbelt on or it's 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 crazy. But that might be a little too much. Those people know how to drive. Right. And then we come back here and I'm you know I got you know blinker on for 15 miles in front of me or something like that. I I Brian like you I love the people of Western New York. I don't want to be anywhere else. Uh, great people. Great community. But all you have, you don't have to look any further than the traffic circles in the uh, in the suburbs. Now, traffic circles in the city, people seem to have that down. The traffic circles in the suburbs, and I'm talking mainly at Harlem and Kensington and Worley and Harlem and Cleveland. It's it's so foreign to people. Oh, and the traffic circle on Grand Island. There is not a time that I pull up to one of those traffic circles that there is not someone screwing the whole thing up or multiple people. No one knows when to go. Everyone's looking at each other, blinking their lights at each other. It is such a cluster. You know what? That right there, to me, signifies. And again, that's on the, the most beautiful day. No traffic issues at all. 
a traffic circle causing traffic issues. It's now, always been my pet peeve. 8030930, uh, someone weighing in saying they have a daughter who's new to driving in the snow this year. As they said, just keep in mind, there's new drivers every year that have not tasted what it's like to drive in snow. And I, I understand that. Um, which is why we kind of bring up the year-round thing. That I, I yeah. think it's kind of a problem in general year-round around here, uh, just the quality of driving. I don't know where we point the finger at that. You know what? Maybe it's a lot of roads that are a little um, underserved or so. And I'm not necessarily talking about potholes, but there's maybe more – I, I, it's rough because I have very little to compare it to. But the amount of roads without any markings on them oh, or, yeah. or that are very unclear. Is this one lane? Is it two lanes? Is it where, you know, where are we going here? There's no center line. There's no lane markers or anything like that. Maybe that contributes a little bit. I want, and, and I just kind Doesn't of assume help. that everyone knows what it's supposed to mm. be. But, and then you run into those problems. Uh, I, I'm not sure. But and someone else saying rain, even. It's not just snow. It's all of that. Yep. I don't know. What's uh, your pet peeve with the snow? What are you not looking forward to tomorrow? Or maybe what are you looking forward to tomorrow? You can let us know. Beam as and Beamer. We're here with you. 803 on WBE. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Bemaz and Beamer getting you ready for uh, the snowstorm of 2022. Or the first snowstorm of 2022. Uh, and, and what it is to get ready, your pet peeves, and just your overall driving pet peeves, even without the snow. Brian, we were talking about before the break how some people in Western New York may, how we're just soft when it comes to winter weather, right? We're, you know, we, we, the way we overreact. Softer. Softer. I would say that there's no better example of that. There might be a better one. I shouldn't say it like that, but a good example of being softer. I can go on StubHub yeah. and find <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say this. Find <laughs> numerous tickets to bit the Bills game Sunday which is for the division mm-hmm. for $8, $10. Yeah. I mean there's tickets at the 50-yard line for 12 bucks on StubHub to one of the most important I think home games in front of fans in years. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, that's. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's the most, but it's for the division and yeah. uh, late in the season. Uh, you know, I'm I'm right there with you, Joe. And I think that's it. Uh, I, I always wondered that. You know, going to these uh, you know terrible weather games or cold games like 10 years ago. Oh yeah. You know, like ah, you know, it'll be nice when you know these late games. There's actually people here, and you know, there were still people there last week. Um, just because the secondary market, you know, ticket prices weren't high. I mean, if anything, that maybe that gives a lot more people the opportunity to afford to go to a game. That, That's true, too. Uh, it, because it looked pretty full last week, and I'm sure it'll look pretty full this week, uh, but still not what you would expect to see, right? No, I was expecting, you know, when the home opener was so expensive, the cheapest tickets on StubHub, you know, $100, $150. I thought later in the season, when we're talking about games that could determine your positioning in the playoffs – are for the division a win and you get the division, I thought there was no way these tickets would be less than 100. And there are numerous. I mean, I can't count how many tickets for $8, 10 and $12. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's definitely a uh, that's a pointing to being a little less hardy. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I, you know, it's not to say I, I made the point to say softer because we're not soft, you know, right. by any stretch of the means. Uh, you know, you go. we're not like, you know, all of a sudden – Texans transplanted here and have no idea how to deal with it. But we're definitely, we've lost our edge a little bit, I think. And I think part of that is just simply because it it doesn't happen as frequently. You know, we're not dealing with an entire winter full of snow and cold temperatures. I mean, it's 40 outside. (laughs) You know, we're talking about the snow that's uh, coming later tonight as the first major event. We're a week into the new year. I think people who probably haven't been back to Buffalo for 20, 25 years would be very surprised about how just some people uh, are are completely unprepared when it comes to a snowstorm. And we're talking about people who maybe haven't dealt with snow in 20 years uh, coming home and seeing that. I think they'd be very surprised. I love this text that we got in, 803-0930. If you want to weigh in uh, by giving us a call or sending us a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, how you feel, uh, maybe some pet peeves, some etiquette for the first big snowfall of the year or what you see on the roads. This is something that I I think can easily be dismissed as like a whatever theory. You know what I mean? But I'm with it. And I agree. And I was actually thinking this about because, you know, I have a son now and you deal with all these, you know, he's rear facing in the back seat for like until he's, you know, 40 pounds or something like that. And then you can switch him around, but he still needs a booster until like, and I swear I was like four or five in the front seat of the car when I was little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I, I, I have always thought about that and saying, well, if he's in the back seat until he's getting his permit, you know, like, How's he going to drive on the roads? Right. It's good to get some perspective of the road before being behind the wheel. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of thought that. And this person is along the same lines when it comes to the snow and or just maybe driving in general. Uh, This person texts in, I think drivers are not as prepared. When kids or passengers are passengers in the car nowadays, they're on their phones. When I was younger, we didn't have phones. We were just listening to the radio and observing the driver. That's a great point. I think this subliminally prepared us for driving. Now, that's one of those things that you say it out loud. For some reason, you put the words together. It kind of sounds crazy. Like, it sounds like uh, George Norrie, uh, you know, would take this call. But I 100% agree with it. That's a great point, yeah. I definitely think there's a subconscious to 
being right next to the driver. Yep. Um, you know, in the front seat for longer than you know the two months you're able to uh, before you get your permit. Now with the, you know the, all the new car rules, I, I think there's something to also not being distracted by everything. I mean, think about you in the passenger seat now. I mean, you're on your phone a lot. Yeah. All the time. I couldn't tell you what, what we passed, what's going on. You know, you don't get to take any of that, especially when you're driving in a nice scenic area yeah. and you're on your phone. That's why co-pilots now stink. <laughs> yeah. Someone, in, you know, is supposed to tell you, get off here or watch out for this. Oh, yeah. It never happens. Awful. It's a, you take a road trip like that, it never happens. You got the GPS opened on one app, but you got the app buried because you're on social media. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be directing. <laughs> and I, I think there is something to that, that... You have less experience kind of taking in, all right, what the driver next to you is doing, and then just taking in, you know, driving on the road. You know, you kind of see what other car is doing, you know, what to do in this situation or that situation. What not to do, maybe. What not to do, you know, oh, this, you know, I uh, maybe not this way. I think there is maybe something to that that makes it less crazy than it sounds. No, I think that's exactly right. I wouldn't have thought of it. If you if you and the texter hadn't pointed it out, but now that you put that together, and I, I again I think of just being in the passenger seat as a kid and all those uh, those road trips being up front, and yeah, you didn't have you know maybe I had my Game Boy, but not every time I was in the car. Most of the time it was just me, yeah, playing with the radio and, and even looking that, at the there road. was no light on it. So right. you, you, all, exactly. nighttime you couldn't do it. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> It, was, it ran on, like, a, an energizer, so, yeah. like, it lasted five minutes uh, into your hour-long trip. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. You're spending most of the time looking out the windshield. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's something to that. I appreciate the text. Uh, let's go over to, who's this, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, you're on WBEN. Uh, what are you seeing out there on the roads? What are you worried about with the snowstorm coming tomorrow? Well, good morning. Um, well, one of the, I've got three pet peeves of driving, but in relationship to the uh, snowstorm, if people feel that it's so unsafe to drive that they have to put their four-way flashers on and go five miles an hour, then they need to get off the road. Yep. That's what, that's a huge pet peeve. I, uh, where do you draw the line, Kevin? I'm always curious as to what the line is between driving cautious and with the conditions and, you know, being that person that you just mentioned. Because I can remember times in snowstorms where I had to drive, you know, say from Buffalo to Rochester uh, on the 90, and you're going basically like 30 miles an hour because of the conditions on the 90. Well, I agree with that. Um, you know, again, you're on the 90, you're, you're trying to get someplace, whether, you know, it's even to get off the, to get off to find a place to stop. And, you know, wait for everything to calm down and then proceed with your travels. But I'm talking about just someone that's going out because they, they feel the need to go out and drive in the, in the snow. All right. Yeah, I, I can see that. Kevin, yeah. thanks for the call. You know, some pet peeves of just uh, being out Yeah. when you don't. No unnecessary driving. Which but, you know will be issued tonight. Yeah, which uh, we were talking about yesterday, right? You are the traffic. You know, yep. you're not stuck in traffic. You are the traffic. A lot of point. Um, uh, more text coming in on our text board. Once the snow hits the ground, seems like half the drivers refuse to be the first to stop at a red light. Not unusual to see five cars coming through after. That's a good point. I, um, you know, I can see this a little bit, and I'm, uh, I'm, I might fall into this category. Maybe not anymore. In you didn't my, want to slide through. Exactly. In, you know, driving my older cars that weren't as good in, in the snow, you know your capabilities, 
you know, all right, you've got the light here, and you still, there's an art form to going through a red light. I'm sure people are cringing right now listening to this, but you know your car's capabilities, and there gets to a point where, all right, at the speed I'm going, what I know on the roads, how I've been stopping throughout, if I hit the brakes right now, there's a good, and try and stop at this red light that's just turning, there's a good chance I don't stop until in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. So you don't want to do that, but you still have to keep in mind, okay, this person's over here. Uh, is there somebody waiting to go, going to go right away? Is there anyone crossing? I mean, you still have to keep all those in mind, but I will, maybe not anymore, hopefully not anymore. I have a better car in the snow this year. But I have absolutely been that person in the past who's just like, all right, you know, I got to go because if I don't, and this is what I would tell anyone who pulled me over for going through. If I don't go, I'm going to go anyway because yeah. I'm going to end up sliding through. No, that's that's exactly right. And I'm sure I've been guilty of that before. I, I try to, when it's snowing, approach that light. Uh, you know, if it's yellow or if it's green, it's a stale green light. Just try to slow down a little bit. But, Brian, I'm sure I could go back and find times where, you know, hey, these tires are on their third year. <laughs> I know I'm not stopping. I got to go through this light. Yeah. Uh, all right. A lot of people are coming. You know, someone says the current culture, you get panic. There might be something to that. There, I mean, yeah, I think panicking so. about everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, cases this or, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's always something to panic. Yeah. Uh, the flu and uh, COVID now and uh, everyone uh, panic about this. and Flu rota? That's, that's, yeah, that's I saw that <laughs> headline today, too. But maybe that has something to do with it just a little bit. I don't I don't sense, generally speaking, a panic. You know, when I go out to the stores... Uh, before tonight or tomorrow or something like that, I generally don't sense a lot of people, you know, panicking over the snowstorm. Maybe I'm in the minority there. No, I don't think so. You know, you see people tweeting and on Facebook, but Brian, as you know, you can't put a lot of stock in people's reactions on social media. You have to see what people's reactions are in real life. And like you said, you go in the store, it's not people running around. I haven't seen long lines yet. We'll see what happens this afternoon. I think people are ready for it. You know, it's going to be a quick snowstorm and then uh, back to back to life. Yeah, I, I like this one, too. This goes into the, um, you know, kids maybe not being as prepared when you get behind the wheel. I've never said a sentence that makes me sound older than that one that I just did. But uh, again, with so anytime you go somewhere where you don't know where you're going, what do you do, Joe? I get my directions out. Yeah, you, you plug in your phone. Yeah. You got your phone, you know, either on the dashboard. Luckily, it's or not it's 1995, in. and I don't need to pull a map out of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but maybe it's unlucky to the person who would be in your passenger seat, right? Because it, you used to be the navigator. All right, here, you have to look out for this street, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes. You have to show me where I'm going. You have to oh, over here. This is going to be in about a mile or five. You have to figure out what that is at the speed you're going. And you, you need to be aware. Now you don't. No. Right? If you're in the passenger seat, you don't need to be aware. So I I would not be surprised, Joe, if somebody gets around. When I got behind the wheel for the first time, I, could, I wasn't great with directions. But generally speaking, living here your whole life and riding around in cars with others, I can pretty much get you from point A to point B right. in a lot of main places without needing to pull up a map or anything like that. Now, I don't know if anyone could. <laughs> you know, could oh, no. the normal person just stepping behind a wheel who hasn't had to be a navigator or wasn't really paying attention go from their house to, 
you know, X location two towns over without looking at something or Google telling them where to go. It'd be as difficult as knowing someone's phone number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, I, which that, you know, doesn't really, you're not going to run into that problem too often. No. no. But the driving thing, you'll yeah. run into that a lot. And you talk about directions. As you said, you know, if you're the passenger, hey, if we see this bell, we went too far. So make sure your eyes are open for this street on the right side of the road after the big tree. You know, it's interesting, Brian, you talk about uh, having directions on your phone. When I first started delivering pizzas for Lenovo as a junior in high school, you know, this technology wasn't on your phone. You know, we still had brick phones and, and flip mm-hmm. phones, and we would have a map that we would have to, you know, put the coordinate, you know, look for the coordinates. Okay, what street am I going to? And find it on the map before going to a delivery. And Brian, you've known me long I never enough. put two and two together, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you, but... I remember like the map at a pizza place. Yeah. And just never, it would never have occurred to me. For the drivers. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and you know me, Brian, I'm very forgetful sometimes. I mean, we could talk about something during the 930 break and you asked me to do something. We come back and I totally forgot what you asked. Um, That would be me with directions. And there would be so many times where I'd be on my way to something and go, I know I was supposed to be on this street. And then I'd have to go to a gas station because I, you know, I was too cheap to have a map in my car and take one of their maps, look through it, put it back and and find it. It was so. And then by the time I left, now you could just plug it in your phone and go. It's just so interesting over the last decade how directions or the last two decades, how directions have changed from finding it on the map, remembering every street, what turn, how many streets you get there again to some woman telling you on your phone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I like this text uh, coming in. First big snow of the year. Call in sick. And who's going to argue, right? You call in sick. It's like no excuses. Oh, well, you're sick. You can't can't go in here. Uh, People nervous about driving in snow. Can't remember how to drive beyond dangerous uh, skidding off roads. The worst part of the weather during the first snow. And it is always the first snow where you see the most problems. Yep. Uh, No matter how big it is. And this time it's going to be pretty big. And that's why some of our friends in the South Towns have gotten their first snow. So maybe that'll be the better place to be tomorrow. Uh, We'll see. Uh, We'll ask Alan tomorrow. Dave is in Lewiston. Now you're on WBEN. Uh, What are you thinking today, Dave? You're ready for this? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a commercial snowplower. I plow like tops and Wegmans and all that. The best story was, obviously, we just got some snow last week. I was out all night, and the crazy people that go to Starbucks, I'm sorry, but Starbucks must be really good. We were coming down the road, and we got people blocking the middle of Factory Outlet Boulevard trying to get into the drive-thru. They're in the middle of the road. We got a salt truck that is, I don't know, carrying 10 ton of salt. Got a big old snowplow on it, and they're just sitting in the middle of the road, oblivious to what's around them. Yeah, you have a lot of that. And I get their coffee. I have to ask you a question, Dave. Do you find it to be offensive to your work? You mentioned, all right, you uh, plow a lot of these parking lots. Is it offensive to your work to see the way people park anytime there's a little bit of snow on the ground? Oh, yeah, because... All right, we have no parking signs up for a reason at the front of Tops or Wegmans or Target, okay? And, well, I'm just running in for a second, okay? Well, I got this big old snowplow, and I'm trying to get the snow out of the way, or a we drive loaders, too, with big push boxes, and they will park right in front of you. And, I mean, you got this big machine coming at you with a 20-foot push box full of snow, 
and they will just park right there in front of you and put their four ways on like they own that part of the parking lot. Yeah, uh, unbelievable to see. Be uh, moving out of the way for a big machine. Well, Dave, I hope uh, tomorrow is as easy as it can be for you. Good luck out there. That is uh, Dave, who's uh, driving one of those big trucks around. Uh, be sure to wave hi if you see him on the roads or in the parking lots tomorrow. I, I, I'm just amazed every time. You get a little bit of snow, and it is just – people just forget yep. how to park. At, I mean, you got people sometimes are – sideways in the uh, you know parking lanes you have uh, some that i mean you can at least see if you can't see all the lines you can usually at least see where the line is and just park in the middle of like the uh the lane in between the lines it happens all the time i have to say you know uh eight days ago driving on the southern tier expressway uh around nine ten o'clock on my way to new york city it was nice that there was no one on the road except for me and two salt trucks so that was my first snow drive of the year on the uh, Southern Tier Expressway. It was late because I was here till 6, so it was late. No one on the road, Brian. And you, you would think, oh, well, no one on the road. It might be more slick. But like I said, right in front of me, the salt trucks. So it was actually, the it, with the snow, it wasn't as calm, but a very calming ride because no one, you know, no cars put me in danger. No one driving like an idiot, having the whole road to myself through what was a significant uh, snowstorm. Up to that point. It's pretty nice. I do not agree with this one person texting and people not having snow tires is their pet peeve. It should be a law, they say, to have snow tires. See, I disagree with that. I've never had snow tires in my life and never had a problem with navigating the snow. I, I don't – I think in some cases people put on snow tires and they feel like, you know, you're almost invincible. That's exactly it. I remember when I first got snow tires, I thought – I have snow tires. Get the hell out of my way. Yeah. Not remembering, like I still drive a, a Honda Civic. Yeah. So. <laughs> it doesn't turn your Civic into a Sherman. Uh, no, exactly. Uh, I mean, it, it does make it a little easier to drive through. I have these all-season tires now. We'll see how that how that works tomorrow. Uh, but, but yes, just because you have snow tires, as you said, it does not turn your car into this invincible car. And I agree, Brian. I think it makes some people even more uh, dangerous on the road because they think, well, I can't slip. I'm invincible. Yeah. You know, my car's going to go right through this. Get the hell out of my way. Know your car. Know your vehicle. Right. Know your skills, maybe. That's a big um, one, too, regardless of the car. Yeah. It could be just your skills. Uh, which is – that's tough for people to come to grips with. I know. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. to admit who, – who has ever admitted that they're not a good driver? No one. No, everyone just <laughs> in the in the course of history. Everyone who says they're a bad driver, they just fight it. No, I'm a great driver. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully tomorrow when we talk to everybody out there, uh, you're not you know stuck somewhere in the snow. Hopefully you're not in a ditch. Hopefully you have a snow day. Yeah, maybe you're at home enjoying us. Uh, but wherever you are, wben wben.com, the Odyssey app. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on. That's right. Stay tuned. We will have. We'll, we will be your guide through the snowstorm, and we will be here tomorrow morning. Beamaz and Beamer. David's next on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.